Thanks, man. Thanks for uh, leading us in worship there. I'm excited tonight to jump into um, a two-part series that we're going to do over the, this week and next week. I'm going to speak to you guys tonight, and then you're going to get the, uh, the one, the only, the man himself, um, Pastor Brad Perry speaking next week. And so uh, be ready for that. He's going to bring the word. And we're going to be talking about thanks over the next couple of weeks. And we're going to talk about what does it look like to have a thankful heart even when things don't go the way you want it to, right? And so, um, man, how was your Thanksgiving? You know, how, how was it? Think about that just for a second. Look to the person to your left or right. If they don't know how it was, tell them really quick. Give them the 22nd version of how was your Thanksgiving? That's awesome. Hey, listen, y'all are going to keep talking in your life groups tonight. Uh, it might not be with the person you're with right now. You are split by age and gender, but we're excited for that. If this is your first time here tonight, welcome. My name is Mike. I'm the student pastor here. And um, we're going to kick things off with this with a little game, okay? Um, most of you guys probably are past this, but any Jimmy Fallon fans in the house? Jimmy Fallon people? There's a few of you. Thank you. Thank you, my people in the house. Okay. Um, he does thank you notes, right? And, and sometimes he does these and they're, they're kind of funny. And so I found a few of them and I wanted to share them with you and kind of just play a little game with you. So let's go to that first slide. You're going to tell me which one of the two you think the answer is here. Um, Jimmy says this. He says, thank you takeout restaurants who put two spoons and two forks in the bag. Is it for either A, for being nice enough to assume that all this food I ordered was for two people, or B, for keeping us for fighting over who has to do the dishes? A or B, what do you think? All right, let's find out. Which one is it? It's A, all right, for assuming <laughs> I got enough food. Yeah, some of us can understand that. As you're getting older, you're starting to eat a little bit more. And just be careful as well, I'll tell you. Okay, next one, what do we got? Thank you, peer pressure. For being totally not cool, unless my friends think it's cool, then it's pretty cool, I guess. Or thank you, peer pressure, for being the best excuse for why I'm an idiot. <laughs> so we're not talking about from your personal experience right now, okay? All right, for some of you guys. Sorry, sorry. All right. What do y'all think, A or B? A. Let's find out. What is it? It's A. It's always A, okay? No, it's not always A. I'm kidding. All right, a couple more, a couple more. What do we got? Next. Thank you, trailers at movie theaters, A, for giving me a good idea of which movies the guy behind me wants to see. You ever been in the movies and that guy behind you is like just loving the, the, the previews? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, okay. That's my wife normally. She's not here, so I can say that, okay? Um, thank you, movie. Thank you, trailers at movie theaters, for giving me enough time to completely forget what movie I'm about to see before it starts. You go to too many movies if that's you. All right, A or B, what do you think? <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, the answer is A, of course, is that guy, right? That guy. Hey, are any of you guys that guy? Okay, okay. Two more, two more, two more. What do we got? Oh, <laughs> I know who this is directed to. I'm not going to say it. Thank you, website button that says forgot my password for basically being my password. You know, you know what I'm talking about there, adults in the room where... You've put in the wrong password. You can't put in the password you used to have. Come on, are you serious? Over and over. Okay, next one. For reminding me of another one of my failures. A or B, what do you think? A? A? All right, throw it up there. What do we got? Yeah, A, absolutely. Okay, last one. What do we got? Philip, throw me up the best one you got for me. Oh, this is great. I love to end on this one. Thank you, people who say, wow, you're really photogenic. For saying 
For not saying what you really mean. Wow, you're really ugly in person. Or for B, not coming out and accusing me of using a Facetune. What is Facetune? Does anybody know what Facetune is? Is that like editing your face or something like that? In that? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like A. It's got to be A, right? Come on, A. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Throw it up, Philip. What is it? Absolutely A. Okay. So we're talking about thanks. We're talking about what does it look like to be thankful during this time. So really simple question to kick things off for you guys. You get 15 seconds to answer this, left or right, whoever you want to. What are you most thankful for right now in your life? What are you most thankful for? All right, let's follow that up with one more question. Are you often someone to say thanks? Are you often someone who says thanks to people? Yes or no? All right, here we go. So I I think that we fall into one or two groups here, and I kind of want to see who I'm talking to so I can know who I relate to. How many of you guys, you're a thinker, like you absolutely love thanking people for things they do for you? Cool. I love you guys. Thank you. See? See what I did there? And how many of you guys, you want to be thanked for whatever it is you do? It's okay. It's, <laughs> there's, there's some people in the room, look around. You need to know who these people are because they want to be thanked, okay? It's okay. So I find myself leaning towards number one in this, right? And I was thinking about this series as I was kind of coming into this. And I, and I start, like, you know, I think I, I'm not one that loves to be thanked. For whatever I do, I think it's kind of how I was brought up, or anything, or some stuff like that. I think it just kind of just dawns on me sometimes, like, man, I like I just don't do it enough, and I don't say thank you enough either. Like, you know, like when somebody does something special for me, I'm not the best at going around and saying thank you, or like writing a thank you letter, or something like that. And as we were going into the Thanksgiving season, man, we had an awesome night of worship in here. My heart was, uh, I I was just excited to go into this this season of Thanksgiving. And I remember last week, we were supposed to drive down to my parents' lake house and spend it with all my siblings and my parents and just spend time with them. But my daughter, Lena, started getting sick around Sunday. And then Tuesday, she really started not doing well. And so I called the doctor and the doctor was like, hey, we're really busy. We can't get you in until tomorrow morning. I'm like, okay, like, you know, I'm not one to panic or anything like that. Jessica's at work. I've got Lena at home with me. I'm on vacation. It's okay. It's all good. And and so we get her to the doctor on Wednesday morning, and she gets the first appointment. We're still planning to head to the lake and everything. And the doctor tells Jessica, she says, yeah, it's it's a pretty bad case of RSV. And RSV is this, like, virus that babies get and toddlers get, and even adults can get it, but it's not too bad for us. But for babies, it's pretty bad. And she's like, you actually need to get her over to the emergency room right now. She's like, her oxygen level is just super low. You, you just need to go. And I'm like, what just happened? Like, like my plans were to go spend Thanksgiving with my family. My plans were to, to, to gather my kids together and take that three and a half hour car ride and, and, and to just be with my family who I'm thankful for, right? Like, and be with my parents and my siblings and spend this time with them. But all of a sudden now my daughter's not doing this. My daughter is now at the hospital and she's being admitted and they're saying, you know, oxygen levels are low and I'm not the smartest guy, but I know that you have to have oxygen in your body to live. And I started thinking more about this and I started thinking about how often, how easy is it for us? Everybody do this. How often do we say thank you to God for what we just did? 
How often do we say a simple thanks? How often do we say, thank you, God, for, for giving me the body that you've given me. Thank you for taking care of the things that, that I don't have. And how often do we just go completely against what God's told us, right? Like, do you know why you were created? You were created to worship. Do you know what part of worship is? Yes, it's throwing your hands up and singing. Yes, it's doing your everyday life. But it's also this, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the blessings that you've put into my life. Thank you, God, for showing up in the moments where I don't know what's going to happen next. And so I remember I started thinking on Wednesday, I've got two other kids at the house that I'm in charge of now. And I'm like, okay, so like everything's changed now. We're not going to the lake anymore. And I don't know how long my daughter's going to be in the hospital. I'm trying to figure these things out. And I'm trying to also remain thankful. I'm trying to, to figure out what does this look like for me right now? And God gets a hold of my heart and he says, are you thankful? Are you seriously thankful for these things because you've been overlooking it? And I'm like, I'm sorry, God. I, I missed it. I've missed how big of a deal this is to you because you know what? God actually, he does desire. He wants our thanks. And I got a story that I want to share with you tonight. I'm not going to be speaking long tonight. I got a story I want to share from you um, that happens in Luke chapter 17. So if you have a Bible, open it up Luke chapter 17. And I just want to share with you just one just quick passage of scripture tonight and send you to your groups. And I just want to challenge you to think about how are you doing at thanking God in your life right now. So Luke chapter 17, starting in verse number 11 is where we're going to be tonight. And this one hit me kind of like a, a brick wall over the past week. It's completely different than where I thought I was going tonight, but I absolutely love what God's doing here. So check this out. Luke 17, starting in verse 11, says this. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Okay. This is an interesting one. Okay, let's break this down a little bit because you guys need to understand a little bit about this to understand why this is so important. See, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem for the last time, right? This is the beginning of the end for Jesus. This is the end of the journey where Jesus would die, he would be buried, and he would raise again. This was his final opportunity to spend time with his disciples. And as they were beginning to start on this, this destination towards Jerusalem... They've got these lepers who show up. And, and this group of lepers, um, it's a horrible disease. And I don't know how much you guys know about this, but leprosy was so bad that, like, the lepers were sent off to their own colonies and they were told, hey, you can't come here because you're not clean. And leprosy spread so easily. As a matter of fact, leprosy actually still exists today, but it's just a little bit different. And we don't hear nearly as much about it. But if you look at this picture that I found for you, I wanted you guys to kind of see what it looks like. You can actually see part of your flesh literally rots off. And if you don't catch it quick enough, like it can take off several of your limbs. And people back in the old days here, what they would do is they would literally chop their arm off so it wouldn't spread to the rest of their body. And here's what the people knew. If they got leprosy, they were going to be thrown out from their family. They were going to be thrown out from their community. And there was nothing they could do about it. The only way to be clean was to be completely purified, to not have it anymore. And that's what these guys knew. These guys knew that they weren't in a good spot. And so when the lepers came into town to get goods, they had to walk around and they had to shout this word. They had to shout, unclean, 
unclean. Anytime they came close to anyone, anytime they got within 20 feet of you, they're just screaming out, unclean, unclean. They're literally the outcast people. But look at what they did when this happens. Look at what they did when Jesus comes walking through, when he's passing through the valley where they're at. Instead of screaming, unclean, unclean, they cry out something different. They say, Jesus, master, have pity on us. The words that they normally would say is unclean. They're identifying themselves. They're saying, Hey, I, I, I'm not clean. If you come near me, you're going to be, quote, unquote, unclean. You're going to be infected. It's all about me. But instead, right here in this moment, these guys change their voice. They change their thought process. And they call out, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Now, I'm one of those kind of guys that, like, I, I, I ask questions when I read the Bible now. And I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about if these guys were in their own little colony outside of the town, how did they know who Jesus was? Right? Like, like how did they know, like, what was happening? How did they know who he was and enough to call him master? See, this master word is one that means someone who has power, right? We're not talking about, like, a slave owner. We're talking about, like, somebody with medical power, someone who can actually do miracles. How did these guys know who Jesus was because they weren't allowed to be in the city while Jesus was doing his miracles. You see, that's how big Jesus' ministry was. Even the outskirts, the people on the far outside, they knew who he was. And so when he was passing through, they knew if we can just get his attention, he can cure us. He can do something about this problem that we have. They basically said this, Jesus, you are the only one who can help us. In verse 14, it says this, when he saw them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priest. And they were cleansed. This is interesting because back in the day, the only way for these lepers to be able to come back into town, to be able to not announce themselves every time they went in, was to go and find the priest. And the priest wasn't necessarily um, like, just like me. Like the priest had some medical skills, right? And he, he you picture like me, uh, well, let's be honest. You picture like a Tony Gazelle, okay? Tony's got some medical skills. He's got some preaching skills. He's got a, a little bit of everything, right? And, and, and so they would come and they would find Tony and they would say, hey, Tony, look at my body. Look at me here. Can you imagine how weird it would be if you guys had to come show yourselves to me every time you had a medically unclean disease? Not just me, Pastor Brian, Pastor Brad in the back. How weird would that be? No, I'm I'm glad we don't live there anymore because I don't want to see your bodies, okay? But just for a minute, that's what Jesus told him. He said, hey, no, no, no. He said, go. Look at it. And actually, this is an interesting one because we pick up right where we left off, but Jesus doesn't touch them. Did you guys notice that? It says, when he saw them, he said, he used his voice and he told them, he said, go, show yourselves to the priest. Now, guys, I don't know how long these guys had had leprosy. And I don't know how long they had been struggling. Maybe they had families before and then they caught it somehow. And they've been shunned from their wives and their children. And they've been shunned from their community. I don't know. But Jesus gives them this command, and it says that they went. 
No questions asked. They just go. And they were cleansed. And here's the crazy part. Check out the next part for me. Verse 15 and 16. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Guys, like at at some point, these lepers, they got Jesus' attention, right? They got the guy's attention and he told them to go. Now, we don't know how far they had to go. We don't know how, like, if they were going like 500 yards or if they were going like five miles. But at some point, as they were walking towards wherever the priest was, guess what happened? They started to notice their arms didn't look like that picture I showed you anymore. They started to notice that, that, that all of a sudden they were becoming pure again. They were becoming clean. And it says that one of them, when he saw this, he turned around. It says that, 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 that one of them, as, as soon as he saw it, he came back and, and he started just worshiping. He fell at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. And notice the other interesting fact here. He was a Samaritan. We don't know anything else about the other nine guys. As a matter of fact, listen to what happens here. Jesus says this in verses 17 through 19. He says, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to them, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Now, this is kind of one of these stories that's like, whoa, what happened? It's a really quick one, right? Like it's, it's sandwiched in between several stories. It's Jesus getting ready to go die right here. And Jesus points out the obvious. He says, hey, guys, weren't, weren't there ten of them? Only one came back. Only one came to say thank you. Only one came to, to, to say, hey, listen, like this is important that God did something big in my life. And now I deserve to be thanked. You see, the other nine, we, we don't know about them. Like we said, like, maybe they were running to their families, right? Like, like maybe they said, hey, priest, I'm clean. Can I go see my family, right? Like we, we don't throw anything bad on them. But here's what we know, okay? We know that Jesus didn't take back their healing. We know that Jesus did heal them. And Jesus says something that was special about this one. He, he looks at this guy at the very end of this. If you go to the Greek, okay, the Greek, you'll see a word called sozo, okay? And it, it, it's the very end where, where Jesus tells him that, that his faith has healed him. And when it says healed him, it's not just talking about like, like just his body anymore. Instead, when this guy comes back and he falls on his knees and he's just praising God right there. He's just praising Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's when Jesus says, no, now you're, you're, you're sozo, like you're, you're completely healed. You're no longer like not just your body, like your soul too. Everything a part of you is now healed. There, there, there is no more filthiness in there with you. You see, they all had faith. They all listened to what Jesus said. The other nine did. They did exactly what Jesus told them to do. But this one guy, he came back. And he said, thanks. And Jesus, at that moment, it says that he completely, wholeheartedly cleaned them, which is, which is the way to go. It's so cool when I look at this. 
And so as I was thinking about this and I was thinking about you guys, I was thinking about this season that we just came out of and the season we're going into with Christmas now. Here's what I came up with you as a kind of bottom line for tonight. It's simply this. We have an obligation to praise God for what he has done. We have an obligation to to thank God for what he's going to do. We need to trust him and to put our faith in him. And notice the good things that he does in our lives. You see, it's nice to be thanked, right? It's nice when when somebody acknowledges that you did something good for them. And Jesus is at this moment. Remember, Jesus is God. And remember, God says, hey, I want you to worship me. I want you to thank me. I want you to put your attention on me. And that's what this guy does is he falls on his knees before him. It completely changes everything. How are you doing at doing this? How's it going for you to say thank you? A few weeks back, I got to go up to uh, college for a weekend with a few of you guys. And while you guys were over at Liberty, I was having lunch with a couple of old pastor buddies of mine. And, and we're out at this Japanese restaurant. And um, it's really cool. I'm just catching up with them and catching up on their life. And one of our former students walks in. And I haven't seen this guy in, I don't know, five years at least. And so he's in his freshman year at college, and, and he goes, Mike, hey, how are you? And so I'm like, all right, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Okay, I got it, I got it. I know your name. Your name is Trevor, okay? And I'm like, hey, Trevor, so good to see you. And I'm like, dude, he goes, it's my birthday. I'm like, well, happy birthday, man. How old are you now? I'm 19. Oh, that's so awesome. Congratulations. His mom's there. I do the polite wave and everything like that. He goes, hey, I, I want to tell you something. I said, sure, what's going on with you? What's happening in your life? He goes, Mike, I'm going into youth ministry because of you. And I just want to say thank you. And at that moment, guys, I'm at this Japanese restaurant with two of my good pastor friends. Like, it made me feel, like, really good. Right? Like, 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 it it touched my soul to know that my life has done something so, I, I don't have any idea how, but now he wants to do what I do. Now God's placed a calling on his life that that he's going to have a chance to impact people just like you. Man, it felt good. And I started thinking about that and I started thinking about this. The way that we feel when we're thanked. Think about Jesus. Think about these lepers. Think about the one who came back. The song that we just sang, right? When I don't know what else to do, what do I do? I throw up my hands and I sing hallelujah. Guys, how are you doing? How are you doing at saying thanks to the God, the creator of all of this? How are you doing at showing him gratitude? You see, if we notice gratitude, how much more does God notice our thankfulness to us? So tonight, as you go to your groups, You're going to get a challenge at the end of your group. And you're going to get this challenge, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you what it is, and I want you to be thinking about this. One is to write a thank you letter to God this week. What are the things in your life that that, that you often take for granted that you haven't told him thank you for in a while? What does that look like in your life right now? If it's breathing, write down breathing. I, I don't know. Whatever it is that you know you need to thank God for that you just haven't done. And then the other one is to write a thank you letter to someone who's 
just means something to you in your life. Let's see what happens when we take our focus off of us because that's what it thinks does, right? It takes the focus off of us and it puts it on somebody else. Let me pray over you and I'm going to send you to your groups. God, tonight, I pray that, Lord, you use this message, Lord, to, to penetrate hearts, Lord, to, to encourage us, God, to really look at our lives, to examine our hearts, God, and to see where we fall short when it comes to things. God, I know so many times, God, I miss out on it daily. A chance to say thank you. Lord, I thank you right now for this chance to stand up in front of these students and these leaders to share your word with them. God, I thank you, Lord, how you're working in their hearts, how you're working in their minds right now. Lord, let these students leave here just being encouraged because you are a God who loves them, a God who wants their worship, God, a God who wants their thanks. God, be with us as we go to groups. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you